0: Welcome to the Next Best Podcast with your hosts, Chris Cashman,
1: 24 years old, a former sheet metal worker, Mr. America and twice Mr. Universe, and
2: Chris Daniels, Time Magazine even named him Person of the Century. Now, from the CNC Podcast Factory, here's the Next Best Podcast.
0: Well, Chris, here we are putting a little extra on a holiday week, a week to be thankful. Uh, Don't say that to the city of Seattle. They are weeping because of what happened on Monday Night Football. And while we were all distracted by the Seahawks and the heartbreak, turns out there was another defeat of sorts (laughs) across town. (laughs) That's a segue, Chris. I'm doing a segue (laughs) to bring us back to the arena here. Uh, You were at yet another get-together at the City Council Chambers. And... um, this one had a bit of resolution to it. Yeah,
1: I mean, the, the joke is I go to meetings, so you don't have to. Thank you. Yep, I got it in again. And uh, I went to another meeting, so you didn't have to go, uh, at the Seattle City Council. And it was about the key arena, uh, MOU, the, the package that has been put forth before the City Council, a 660000000 million-plus package, $600 million on the arena from the Oakview Group. Uh, and, and this was the committee meeting to go over any sort of changes, amendments, uh, spending from the uh, project, in, including a, an amendment about the monorail, including yeah. an amendment about spending on another arena uh, outside or in the city of Seattle. So it was actually a pretty lengthy meeting of about three hours. Oh! Uh, Ho! Yeah, Three hours mm. uh, that I sat there. Thanks again. And um, they, they went through all of this. And at the end of it, it, it was approved by a vote of five to nothing through committee. Uh, that's a committee made up of city council members to forward the MOU to the full city council for a vote on December the 4th. Okay. So it was a big hurdle for the Oakview group to clear. And frankly, there were some amendments that uh, seemed logical that they would come up, they would be, they would be forwarded from uh, council members, I- including this clause uh, uh, about whether the city going forward can spend any sort of money or or a similar amount of money on a, another arena of over 15,000 people. And after a lot of debate, that amendment did not go forward. And, and that amendment was viewed uh, by myself and others in the room as an amendment about the Soto arena and whether right. the city could uh, grant any sort of benefit, uh, even as minimal as a a elimination of a street for another arena, uh, and so that did not get out of committee. Uh, it could always come
0: back. And what does that mean? Essentially, they're they're not even going to consider it any further. Yeah, the, it's not part of the even language right s- now in, in this the deal, money.
1: this memorandum of understanding uh, that uh, that is not part of the deal right now. It didn't didn't have the votes. It didn't have the support, and so this now moves forward without that part uh, part of it in there, and it, it came up in questioning afterwards with Councilmember Deborah Juarez, who is chairing, co-chairing this select committee on civic arenas. She and her staff have been in charge of reviewing the documents and and reading through it, and she has a reputation already in a short amount of time at City Hall as being somebody who who likes to do the research and and carries big binders of information into. Uh, city council chambers and so she was she talked with myself and and RTL from Sports Press NW and other reporters about what transpired and where we go from here.
2: I think the significance is that we can move forward and that the city's made it clear via the legislative branch that we are working with the executive, but we're not taking our orders from the executive. As you know, we asked them back in July to transmit this to us by September 12th. Um, we've had um, seven meetings in, what, eight months. We finally had a chance to hear what my other colleagues had to say on the record, but we had been working behind the scenes with you know other potential amendments, mainly dealing with, of course, labor, design, um, social and justice equity, all these other issues that we actually got consensus on But I really wanted the public to see that we had experts lined up, that we have a really, if you will, sports analogy, a deep bench. Um, We have Mr. Abrams and we have Mr. Stone, and Mr. Stone did the ACOM report, which was phenomenal. I'm glad we hired him because he's very um, familiar with Seattle Center and, you know, the dimensions of what you can and can't do there. And I don't think the public has had a chance to know how much work has gone into this. Um, It's not a done deal. It's a non-binding proposed MOU. We have a lot of work ahead of us. Um, I've heard a lot of concerns and questions kind of offline about some of my other colleagues, particularly some that weren't here today, but we're okay with it going forward. So I'm actually really, really excited. I'm hoping that at some point um, we can have a hockey team and we can have a basketball team.
1: Has there been any guarantee, as uh, another council member has alluded to, that there's going to be an NHL team here by 2020?
2: I think that's a good call on some level. How
1: so? How so?
2: I just think that from what we've learned from Mr. Abrams and talking to Mr. Lewicki and talking to Mr. Bonderman and other people who are um, equity investors who have been very clear to us, let's not fool ourselves. Nobody's going to pour $600 million into a city unless they know they have something to bring and uh, they're sure of their investments. And I believe these, these people who are experts in their field are sure of their investments. They love Seattle. They want to have a business in Seattle. They love the um, whole 12th man Seattle craziness over sports. They know that this is an incredibly profitable market and I think it's pretty glaring that we don't have an NBA team we don't have an NHL team and people see that that's a vacuum they want to fill and the bottom line is people want to make money
1: but there's been no guarantee made to any council member that if you do this there will be a team no
2: there has been no guarantee made to us that if you do a we will do b
1: Can you clarify that last amendment? I know Art and I were both kind of asking how that came up and why it came up uh, about a competitor venue in the city of Seattle.
2: I don't know how it came up.
1: But why? you, You felt pretty strongly it didn't need to be... Well, eliminated.
2: you have to understand that the amendments came up and some of them I don't know the origins of. I'm guessing that some constituents and some people spoke to particular council members and then they said, we want to put that in there. Um, if you're asking me what particular council member or what particular constituent brought that up, I don't know. But the I think the intent behind it is don't build another stadium or let us build another stadium that may compete with what's already going on at Key Arena.
1: If that language stays in the MOU as crafted, would it stop the city from granting a street vacation in the future? Because that's that's the question. That would be a city benefit.
2: I'll be real frank with you. The street vacation is yesterday's news. I really don't want to tell you about that. This is about looking forward. This is about Seattle Center, Key Arena, and hopefully bringing back a hockey team and a basketball team. I don't care about what happened in the last 18 months. That's the past. I'd really like to leave it there.
0: And so that means you're probably
2: not going to grant a would uh, What to, I just say? No, no. I, I don't know anything I mean, about that. That's the past. I don't, that's not my problem. No, but that's the, few, I mean, uh, uh, in the next couple of weeks still op- offers
0: an opportunity for the Soto people. I have no idea about that.
2: that. I'm not here to talk about that. That's not, that's not, I voted on that 18 months ago and I voted no. It's done. It's over. I'm looking forward. That's a failed MOU. That's the past.
0: So that's just an excerpt of your discussion uh, with her. Am I to read between the lines or just take it at face value and say that she's saying, Soto, nice knowing you, thing of the past? I
1: I think that's what you can draw from that. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty strong words from uh, Councilmember Juarez. uh, And I I think you you walk away from that and you think, boy, Soto's still technically, Chris Hansen still technically has a – memorandum of understanding with the city through December 3rd of course he has said that's torn up now that he's offered to privately finance his arena but it doesn't really seem like there's any sort of will at city hall to even entertain that right now uh we've talked about in the past about the Seattle Department of Transportation still reviewing the street vacation depends on who you want to believe there if if the Hanson group has submitted everything or not uh, but just based on what Councilmember Juarez has to say, it sounds like on December the 4th, there is going to be a, an approval of this deal to build a new arena at Seattle Center with the current key arena roof maintained. Uh, and there's a side note to that also of interest on that day, uh, and we talk about this on king5.com, is the, and we'll get political, the the, the House GOP budget that was approved out of the House eliminates any sort of historic tax credits, Uh, and how that plays in is uh, OVG and the city have been banking on the historic status of Key Arena to, to provide millions of dollars to that project. So if the budget bill out of D.C. goes forward, if the Senate was to approve it in its current form, that means OVG would have to cough up millions and millions of dollars, which the, the city consultant did say at this committee hearing they are willing to do. But that was a, a weird political wrinkle that kind of found itself, uh, uh, the federal political wrinkle that kind of found itself into the middle of this uh, city discussion over the arena. But yeah, it looks like uh, on December 4th, you're going to have a deal. Uh, you're going to have uh, Tim Laiwiki and the Oakview Group uh, celebrating the fact that they can Move forward on a on a timeline to build a new arena by 2020, and you know I, I jotted down some dates here for you because a lot of people have have viewed this as a rushed process. And when you're in the midst of it, which and is covering funny to say, it, what 11 years later? Or... Yeah, that <laughs> that the 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 key arena yeah. issue has been a a rushed process. Yeah. So I I looked up some old dates and and it's good that all these stories that I've written over time are still cataloged. But the, the Hanson Group came to the city, and there was a big announcement in February of 2012 that they had this arena deal with Mike McGinn, uh, the then mayor of Seattle. And they had been buying up some land before then. There had been rumors percolating right. and all that and, uh, and talk about whether there'd be an official deal or not. But that was February of 2012. Wow. The, the Seattle City Council didn't sign off on that, and the King County Council, if you recall, until October of 2012. So that was an eight-month process to get to a signed MOU. A lot of people tend to forget that the environmental impact study and all that came after the fact, and there was a whole other year of talking about the Sacramento Kings. This process really started in about uh, August of 2016 when uh, Tim Liewicki and the Oakview Group uh, and AEG, if you recall, contacted the city and said hey let's let's talk about potentially doing something at Key Arena and now we're looking at December of 2017 as, as having an MOU. That, that's a significantly longer uh, period of time yeah. than what happened with the Soto Arena. I think the dates have all become blurred over time for the people that have followed this story right. uh, because of the environmental review. That still will happen with Key Arena after December of 2017 but This process at City Hall has been longer and there have been more people involved than there were on the Soto Arena
0: side. Why do you suppose that is? I mean, it it does seem like it's way back in the rearview. I mean, uh, February of 2012, so that's... You know, what, a year before the Seahawks won the Super Bowl, yeah. uh, you know, I don't remember. was That's, frankly, where my memory starts. Yeah. The Seahawks won the Super Bowl. I remember everything after that. Prior to that, it's all foggy. <laughs> so wh- why do you suppose it's so different from that eight-month span to this?
1: Well, I, I think that it's always easy uh, to say, uh, you know, hindsight's twenty-twenty, And there wasn't uh, a lot of talk in SOTO, you know, community groups, people meeting about the potential for building – In arena down in Soto ahead of time. Uh, A lot of the negotiations were done just between the mayor's office and the Hanson Group uh, before they they went public with it officially. Um, And and then there were council members that were initially upset that they weren't part of the process. And then that's what led to that eight-month or so process back in 2012. And then you had the King's situation on top of that. And then when that went south, the EIS slowed down so a lot of people have followed every you know, twist and turn in this story, think, well, this is a rush process compared to that. Well, actually, it's been longer up until this point than Soto. We'll see what happens if this truly can get done within two years. And uh, there's hockey there, as a lot of people have alluded to, by 2020. And right. I, th- I think if this does happen on Monday the 4th, we're going to see that kind of discussion ramp up because now you'll have the city fully on board with an arena proposal and a timeline uh, that, and frankly, the EIS is already underway, uh, that, that would house an NHL team uh, and that would fit nicely into the NHL, NHL's future timeline right. as well.
0: So it's strange as we head into the holidays here, everybody's going to be very distracted and it seems like a kind of a bittersweet as we look towards that December 4th. On one hand, you would say, here we go. You know, let's get the shovels out. Let's get going. On the flip side, I know a lot of fans feel like their heart is in Soto and that that would be the best spot for the team and that that's NBA-focused and Sonics-focused. You know, Chris Hansen yeah. company have made that very clear. We're not doing anything. We're not selling our land until the Sonics are playing and we are courtside, uh, which I know gave everybody kind of goosebumps to, to imagine that. Um, it It's mixed emotions, right? I mean, it's going to be very bittersweet for a lot of people because – as much as it will be nice to have something decided and we're in motion, there are no guarantees, uh, over at the key arena side of things as to where that will go. Will the NBA ever come? Is, is that even going to be a legitimate effort? Uh, you just don't know. It's, it kind of seems like the Griswold summer vacation. You know, he wanted the truckster, <laughs> the Antarctic blue with optional rally fund pack, but they're trying to give him the green. He doesn't want the family truckster the green. So, uh, do you think there will be celebration i guess is my point when we get to december 4th things become official hypothetically i wonder if this town is going to be excited or if it's going to be a tempered enthusiasm
1: yeah i mean at the end of the day uh, chris hansen deserves some credit in in all of this uh you, you know you were there in 2012 with the in 2013 with the The rallies in the street, the fact that he bought beers for everybody at FX McCrory's, the goodwill that was built up by doing that. That's where I met Sean Kemp. Went to a
0: rally. He was there. We got on stage together. It was the best. The
1: everyman persona that he uh, has shown people uh, here in Seattle as a guy from a blue-collar upbringing. Uh, And I think that that is why there's a lot of, especially on social media, a lot of people who say, hey, I still believe Soto and and Hanson are the best. And it's been odd. I've told you, and I've I've told everybody involved at City Hall there is really kind of tepid enthusiasm about this. Yeah. Uh, because here we go again. I think a lot of people think here we go again with another arena proposal. And uh, Tim Leiwicky has kind of come on the scene with uh, with the Hanson Group still hanging out there, and with that persona we that I just talked about and it's been tough to win over a lot of the fan base, we'll see if uh, there's another announcement to follow, what that does to that fan base that has, uh, has kind of grabbed on, latched on to the Hansen camp down in Soto. If there's another announcement and it's solid and it looks like a, a team is coming to Seattle, I think that people will get more excited about this project uh, in Seattle Center and we'll rally around that project if if there is a team associated with it.
0: So it's official. The council has spoken. What happens next, Chris? Is it December 4th? Is it it's, hurry up
1: and wait? It's December 4th, and, and, you know, it'll be interesting. That's why I say if if there is more discussion about a team, and keep in mind that Houston all of a sudden has become a problem for Seattle in that they have a new owner uh, down at the Toyo Center in Houston – Uh, of the NBA's Rockets and he owns the building and he has opened the door for the NHL and has had meetings with NHL leaders and whether he's playing the role of boogeyman or not we'll wait to see but there's potential competition for Seattle and a relocated franchise because Houston has a a great building down there I've been to it and an owner who is willing to house and share the, the building with an NHL team. Well, thanks for bringing the mood down. <laughs> but, it, hey, uh, I,
0: I think I think the action will uh, potentially perk up in December. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Thanks, man. Enjoy that Oscar ducking with your family.
2: <laughs> On Twitter and Instagram at Next Best Pod.
0: Chris, I like you. I just don't think it was an incredible vocal performance. That's the point I was trying to make.
2: This is the exclusive ending of the Next Best Podcast. <laughs> ばあ! <笑><笑><笑><笑>